Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip Podcast for the week of March 11th, 2019. This week on the show, we've got a really fun one. We'll be talking about Carrie Coon and Finn Wolfhard's casting in the upcoming Ghostbusters film by Jason Reitman. We're going to be talking about Into the Dead 2, the new mobile game. We have your voicemails from the last couple of weeks, and uh, some merchandise news. Tons to talk about. Stay tuned. Here we go. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! The lightning of Citrin, which is a shame. So I've improvised, and I'm sipping apple juice and vodka. So uh, That'll do the trick. There you go. I think go. it'll do the trick. It'll yeah. hold me over. I haven't coughed, so I feel miserable, uh, but I haven't right. coughed in a while now. Well, let's let's do it so that you can... I need to give it a name, though. Like, uh, like I don't know what to cut. Like, so orange juice and vodka as a screwdriver. I like to think of a vodka and tang as an electric screwdriver. <laughs> but apple juice and vodka, like what, a Phillips head or a something? Fl- like, uh, yeah, what would flat head? Cool? A flathead? Flathead? Yeah. Well, apple juice standard? is kind of flatter, flatter than a, flatter than a, you know, a, a, orange juice got some tang, some bite to it. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that Phil- a Phillips head. I like a Phillips, Phillips head too. That's that's sure. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, keep keep your apple juice and vodka handy, and we'll, oh, we'll crank through this, and we'll do it. Um. Yeah. So let's do this. We'll we'll get into the film the because uh, I really want to talk Finn Wolfhard and Carrie Coon, but I want to save yes. that for the end because that's that's the fun stuff. Um, that's the fun stuff. Okay. So we'll jump into that, uh, and then we'll we'll front load some news uh, before that. Uh, but before we get into the news, I did want to give a shout out to our, our, well, actually two of our franchises that I know are, are listeners of the show, uh, the yeah. Alabama Ghostbusters, who, um, to my knowledge, uh, have not been uh, personally affected, but I know that the area that they, they live in has been completely devastated by that tornado. So we're sending sending our love uh, out to them and hope everybody is well and safe uh, and out of harm's way. Um but then also some other bad news, uh, the South Carolina Ghostbusters uh, had a member, Justin Burbage, who uh, passed away. And, yeah. uh, n- you know, again, never easy when uh, a-, a fellow fan, particularly one who is as heavily involved in the community, uh, passes. And so I-, I know it's hit a lot of people pretty, pretty close to home. Um, so, uh, I, I just want everybody to know that we're, we're thinking about you. We're sending you all of our love and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a, a little moment of silence here before we jump into the news. Uh, just, just for everybody who's, whose heart is hurting right now. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker.
All right. So the news, Chris. Uh, so let's news, let's do news, this news um, because we two weeks ago uh, we had talked about Into the Dead two, uh, the mobile game that was hitting, uh, yeah. and and last week uh, we <laughs> we had a pretty jam packed episode and we really weren't able to kind of get into it, but that was okay because part two was released just this past week as you're listening uh-huh. to this, and I think it's given us quite a bit more to uh, to chat about here. Um, oh yes. So, so maybe let's, let's do this, Chris, uh, cause there were a couple things that I wanted to talk to you about, but I wanted to get your impressions of the game first. Cause you, as our, our resident, uh, video game expert, uh, have it work, working in the field. I always love to get your, your thoughts on stuff before I go, I, th- I thought it was okay. Like I want to <laughs> hear your, your in-depth analysis first before I, uh, chime in. What, what were your thoughts on the game? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, after a little bit of heart stoppage there at like one in the morning when, I don't know if we talked about this last week a bit, but there, um, Oh, the, the $80. Yeah. We did talk about that. There last wasn't, week. there they, wasn't the hand holding. They, I think they kind of assumed that a lot of people were already having and be at level five so that the little Ghostbusters icon would pop up to drag you into the event. Yeah. But you've, anybody you've already who played our game. You know that, uh, you know what you're supposed yeah. to do. Instead, what you run into first is it's flashing new thing in the store. And you're, they're like, here, have all this fun stuff for 50 bucks or 110. And you're like, what exactly is going on here? <laughs> um, I was a little alarmed. And then it turned into one of those conversations with people going, that's insane. And I'm like, okay, it's a lot, but given what they had to put into the, into the game, which is quite a bit, right? I think a lot of people just assume that they reskinned the game. I was like, they did a little bit more than reskinning the game. So, yeah, I'm not saying it was it was worth the fifty dollars, yeah. but for a no, moment, I was, was kind of like hundred dollars worth. But yeah, let's 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 not um, let's not uh, wander too far down the road of how dare they? Because frankly, when it finally clarified, uh, and you're like, oh, you got to go play to level five, then it unlocks the level. It turns into you can play with all the cool stuff for free in the game. So then what people have to realize is for all the stuff they put in, it's regular mobile economics. They're just counting on, you know, a 1% or, you know, one-tenth of 1% uh, turnaround of people going, ah, I think I'll drop a couple of bucks on. Yeah. Uh, and in this case, I think... It was a couple of bucks or five bucks. If I play a mobile game for like a, a few days, I'm, I feel okay going into their in-app purchases and dropping five bucks because I'm like, yeah, sure. you got me. I'm playing yeah. your game. Uh, you need to make some money. Uh, f- certainly, I'd like a few little perks. I will take a big jump in the game and then we'll see how it goes. In certain games, I you know happily every month or so or every couple of weeks go, here's another couple of bucks. Give me some gems. Uh, I want another shot. In this case, it was a few bucks to get tickets and tickets revived right. you so you didn't have to start yeah, over so and and that was my uh, folly is i i didn't know about the whole level five thing either and then so i had to work my way through the five yeah stages of the zombie game and i'm i'm not i'm not so good at run and gun games so <laughs> i ran out of tickets before i got through number five so i had to sit and wait and yeah it, it's yeah it's that <clears throat> mobile it's it i mean i understand why they do it you know the game is free but if you want this level or if you want to move faster you got to yeah. pay the the money and and that makes a whole lot of sense or you know you want your companion to, to travel with you you got to make sure the companion's got food but the only way to get food is to go hunting in the scavenger hunt or you can pay us five dollars yep. and we'll give you food so, so it makes paying a lot money of into the game is is quite often a uh how how patient are you right uh um, yeah. and the games the games i drop 
uh, are always the ones where it's like, this grind is nearly impossible. It is just designed to reach a paywall where you go, forget it. I just got to pay to keep going. And at that point, I'm like, well, that's not fair. I'm going away now. Yeah. I have a method. I've been spending, you know, 10 or so bucks, and I would happily spend more over the next year or so if I'm enjoying it. But, um, or if, you know, the levels aren't mixing it up. Like, I've played a lot of, you know, Connect games and all that where I'm like, wow, this is just. Uh, more of the same over and over yeah yeah Yeah. where but this one is unique because it is an event they licensed it with so like or partnered with sony but they got the official okie dokie and then they went above and beyond they they came up with new levels uh they didn't recycle any of the i'm don't get me wrong i'm sure they recycled trees and stuff like that but they laid out new levels for you know in the park for the guys to run through created um an extra spoilers they they you know they they pop around some weird planes of existence uh they created uh, or put in all these ghosts some people were saying they think they're ghosts from uh the previous games i haven't been able to confirm that but regardless it's not a simple matter of put thing in file now in game you know there's yeah. a little bit of work that has to be done there um and then the cutscenes, which is really kind of what makes it the the running and gunning which is kind of a fun mechanism it's kind of a loose running gun you can kind of <laughs> I, I don't know you've got like a like a 45 degree swatch that you can kind of meander back yeah, and forth across. Yeah, you can kind of duck and evade to a certain extent. And, and and on the zombie levels, that's inevitably what I ended up doing. I was just like, yeah. you know what? I, I'm tired of headshots. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to try to avoid all the zombies and get through this so that I can get to the Ghostbusters content. They're pretty uh, good about some of their pop-ups when you die going, uh, maybe stop shooting everything in sight. Yeah. Dodge as much as try you can. Run away. And then when you're in yeah. a corner shoot it and then you it'll probably work better and then once i got the hang of that it was the one i hated was the the with the zombies was the cornfield because they just popped out in front uh, of you. yeah Aww. yeah and it was always inevitably the one that took two hits to uh take down of and course i'd yes. have to reload and yeah but, so um but for the ghostbusters they modeled the guys again i can't swear that they didn't borrow the pack from you know other game files and stuff like that that's kind of a possibility although i've seen 3d guys are really good well, you like show them a good picture or some online schematics they they can rebuild a, their own pretty quick uh which is always yeah, sometimes yeah. a little and bit I faster feel like than trying probably to probably like a model yeah yeah um it's a lot of, in some cases it's easier starting from scratch than it is taking a model from another game and trying to shoehorn it into because again right like if you took the one from the Ghostbusters, the video game, 2009, that was made for a console. Try to cram that thing into a, uh, a phone <laughs> and then have four of them wandering around. You kind of, And at the, uh, yeah. the other thing is, is uh, cool new equipment, for example. So Ray's wasn't even a proper full pack. It was a, it was this weird hybrid pack that they came up with to account for how you could run and not stop throwing out traps all the time, right? Like, right, um, right. And, by the way, cosplayers, if I do not see one of those at a convention by the end of this year, I'll be so disappointed. It's a little reminiscent of the extreme Ghostbusters traps, v- vaguely, it is. in it's that, a, in that yeah. same sort of circular uh, shape, which I enjoyed. Or yeah. the uh, the super one on top of the the 2009 oh, yeah. video game, yeah, on, the, which I believe was round as well, right? Just yeah. a big pot sort of thing. So at the end of the day, I really liked it. I, I know... What people kind of complain about a bit. One, they go, well, it's not with the Ecto. Uh, save money. Don't pay GM. Make yeah. the Ecto. They're like, why does it have that stupid third headlight on each side? It's like, so you don't have to pay GM. Uh, right. And things move right. along faster. Simple. Uh, and the guys, 
they made some choices. Again, um, we can dig into it. I have my theories. Uh, the guys look pretty good except for Egon, who looked pretty good but did not look like the movie. He was uh, a blonde. And my assumption there is that was a, again, a time and a, a resources thing. It was a lot easier to get, you know, individuals to sign off on their individual characters than it was to get an estate. Okie dokie. Uh, yeah. Well, and none of the, in. like the likenesses were not, it, I, I kind of get the sense that they had to approach it the same way that the IDW comics guys do where it's close, like, close, but not quite. Yeah. Close, but, and, and evocative of the character but not too evocative it's it's a tough thing for artists to do and especially when you're trying to render something that's photo real you're like well but why don't i just do bill murray why don't i do harold ramis um i think possibly under those circumstances it doesn't have to go to the individual actors uh ghost core can just say that's fine yeah uh, if you can keep it slightly removed they can go close enough that's fine but again there might be something unique about harold ramis's uh uh, likeness status now that he's passed on that it was easier to just go. It makes it tougher. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's it. I think Egon was the only one that I, I sort of bumped on. I mean, it was, it was nice. And I think you pointed out on Twitter that it was nice to hear other voice actors playing the characters for once, because this is something that we don't ordinarily get, you know, it's, uh, in, in the 2009 video game, it's the actual actors, uh, and the cartoon, obviously it's, it's the voice actors that we've become familiar with, but then, Aside from that, we don't really hear other versions of the Ghostbusters all that often. So uh, I'm sure yeah. it was kind of a challenge to figure out how to, to portray these characters. That said, I think Egon is the one where I was like, oh boy, that just doesn't, it doesn't ring yeah. true for me. Um, and because and, and Egon, you're dealing with him kind of looking a little real Ghostbusters-esque, which I get. They needed to differentiate him from the other guys and... Uh, make him easily definable from the sides uh, and back. But uh, I don't know. The the voice was kind of, especially in the first couple cutscenes. the voice I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. He's kind of got like this heavy New York. Uh, nerd voice. Nerd. Yeah. It's like it's somebody yeah. trying to do a nerd like Re- Revenge of the Nerds three, you're like, oh, you're just you're trying to be a nerd. It's one of those kind of things. Um, yeah, I Pickpock is down under. I think. I believe I think they're New Z- yeah New Zealand. Um, so I don't. Again, there's a lot of questions there that we don't have the answers to unless you know we pin somebody down at Ghost Core and say what went on. Um, all of them, uh, of all of them, Venkman and Zetamore. Uh, um, were average. They just sort of filled the spot fine. Venkman had some good, you know, dry sass going on, which is okay. And Winston was perfectly fine. Uh, the guy doing Ray was trying to do Ray. And he was at times doing a really good yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then then it was Egon who was nowhere near Harold Ramis or even Morris LaMarche doing Harold Ramis. I don't blame them because, again, time and money. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's people, people ask them, like, well, you know, why didn't you get the vo- you know the RGB voice actors and it's like and they were like we love them but you know it amounted to the PR speak of time and money um, <laughs> that's true Pickpock did respond uh, into a thread on Twitter to uh, to us uh, in in the conversation that I think John Yurkeba started saying how much he loved the story and and yeah. the cutscenes and things like that but Pickpock did say that yeah they would have loved to have worked with Frank 
uh, Welker and Maurice LaMarche, but you know, that they did that PR like time money. We couldn't really do that. And then they also did say they had some limitations with their likenesses and their voice rights. And they didn't want to have somebody who sounded too much like Maurice LaMarche or too much like Harold Ramis or, uh, compared to like fruit ninja where they put some 2d HUD ghostbusters elements on, gave you like a, a sword, uh, you know, crackling with proton energy and a, a couple other nods to Ghostbusters. This was ambitious. Like this yeah. was, this was, to be honest, pretty close to um, uh, SOS. Oh like yeah, they, yeah. The SOS was not a very long game. They recycled a lot of elements on the different levels, uh, and it was kept very stripped down and simple. Uh, this one you know, kind of on par, if not a bit more that they decided we'll put the real Ghostbusters in. We're actually going to do an Ecto and we're going to have you running around and the ghosts, again, it's one thing to do zombies, which are just, you know, undead bodies wandering around and you shoot them and they splat (laughs) with gore. You know, you had to put in ghosts that kind of glowed and were sort of see-through. Yeah. And differentiate (laughs) the the green ones from the blue ones to know which ones are a little more difficult to take down. and And that's before they went in. I think there was... Five weapons? Is that right? I want to say uh, in the proton the, pack. Yeah, um, the scatter shot. The the what amounted to the uh, ghost grenade launcher, which I can't remember the name of right now. I loved that one. That was that was my like that was my first one, and then my proton pack was my holdout because I would run and dodge as much as I could. They gave a tip like jink around a lot and see if you can like confuse them. Cause of course the AI is like, Oh, he's coming this way. <laughs> Throw all the ghosts here. And then you head the other way. And they're like, what, where's he going? Where yeah. And so you, you kind of line back your way through. And then every once in a while they're like, forget it. Here's a wall. And I'm like to eat this wall. And you just, you melt eight of them with one yeah. shot. Sort yeah. of thing. And I loved that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they modeled uh, again. Uh, the resurrection guys have some great equipment to add to the, <laughs> <laughs> to the game lineup now for the, their RPG. Yeah. So uh, I, have they, they haven't said what the plans after part two are at this point. Have they? I haven't seen anything. They hinted. Okay. Somebody asked and apparently I didn't go too, I wasn't able to find too much, but they kind of suggested that they were looking into things like the Switch or onto the uh, the current gen oh, consoles. interesting. Okay. And trust me, uh, if I were them, I would too. Like, um you know, just re- reformat the uh, the the stuff a bit, and yeah, just put it out there. You know, into the dead to Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters into the I don't know what you'd call it, but I, yeah, just just the Ghostbusters. I mean, I feel like I would probably be more akin to do that. I mean, my 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 old man yelling at the cloud is like I I have a tough time with run and gun mobile games just because of the control. You know, uh, playing yeah. playing something like Mega Man or Sonic the Hedgehog and the emulators on your phone. Oh. It's just, it's so incredibly difficult and it drives me crazy. Um, and try it, try it with a pair of gorilla grod hands. Like I have, man, it's, um, <laughs> it's just, I'd rather, I'd rather have like a, a D pad and a couple of buttons or something that I'm, I'm mashing. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm not hundred percent sure if it's like, if into the dead's out on the consoles already, just get ready. I think they're going to offer up like some sort of it over. 10, yeah. 10 buck DLC or something that you can uh, fire up. Uh, and again, I don't know how much they copy the in-app purchases on the console games because different group of gamers, they expect different right. things. They yeah. they dislike certain mobile tropes and all that. So, But I think they'll find a way where they're like, well, here's all the same content. And best yet, 
this one was a limited time, whereas it's, this one will be a standing thing. So if you yeah, want if to you play pay it for the, forever. Yeah, 10 bucks or whatever, you get it for, for uh, indefinitely. It yeah. Let's be clear. We pulled that number uh, over. Yeah, year. I mean, yeah, uh, 10, yeah. it could be 20, 30, whatever, uh, however they decide it. Yeah. But. I don't think it'll be that, but I think that's, you know, it's a five to 10, you know, buck DLC. And fair enough. Like the little story you get. Uh, with the two, the two halves and the 12, is it 12 runs? Uh, it's not bad for five to 10 yeah, bucks. Yeah, that's not too the bad. The little cut scenes and you get to play with the new weapons. And the one thing I'm just, dis- well, here's the thing. If you played it on the mobile and if you're listening to this, I believe it's all over now. Sorry. But if you got to the end, not only did you get the end of the story, but, um, <laughs> which had its little wah, wah ending, which I loved. No spoilers there, but, uh, they're like, here you go. Here's the plans and the parts, build yourself a, a proton pack. So when you go back to shooting zombies, you're like, who end of the world for who? <laughs> yeah. Mother putz bucket. Uh, so instead of running around with a pistol or a shotgun or whatever, you can light them up. Oh, that's cool. I, d- I didn't make it that far. Uh, long, long story short, um, again, mobile games and I have a tough time. So I, I didn't make it uh, that far into part two before I was like, ah, all right, I'll wait for my whatever regeneration for 24 hours and come back to it. And I didn't have a chance. So, Hey, Halle Berry, what happens to uh, a zombie when you hit it with a proton pack? <laughs> Same thing as everything else. Uh, what does that mean, Halle Berry? I, I, this movie is going to be forgotten in 10 years <laughs> and they're going to rewrite everything. And yeah, get, get ready yeah. for part two of dark Phoenix. But anyway, uh, long, so yeah, yeah so. Long, long story short, we're, we're talking about it after the fact. It's a shame if you didn't get to try it. The good news is, is it sounds like it's not going to go to waste. They're going to find, uh, I, I don't even think this, I shouldn't call this a waste, but this was time limited for various reasons. Um, I'm not sure exactly what those might be. It might be that, I'm guessing Ghostbusters levels. World too. They want to have a certain amount of mobile exclusivity to yeah. So a certain uh, a limited yeah. time thing, or there could be overheads um, for you know depending on what their footprint is on the Into the Dead, which is you know the runs are again not inconsiderable level wise. Uh, it's possible that they just sort of went to, uh, to Apple and said this game is about to get really big for two weeks, and then we're going to shrink it back down again. Uh, but anyways, that the makes, good news yeah, is, is if you missed sense. it. Uh, I don't know. You got a switch. Maybe it'll be on the switch. That'd be cool. Yeah. And if you want to enjoy the story, the good news is of course, uh, in this day and age, everybody has done their run through, uh, videos. So you can go check those out to see all the cutscenes and stuff. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I plan on doing. I, I will find the rest of those cutscenes <laughs> for part two so that I can at least figure out how it all ends. Cause there's, there's great winks and nods to Ghostbusters lore in there, which uh, yeah. make it pretty worthwhile. They made John Yurkeba really, really happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they really did. That was I love, I love seeing when that guy's excited. Yeah. Um, um, un- unrelated, somebody, where were they? I can't remember, but I reposted it. They, they cut together the 2009 cutscenes and, and level run throughs, cut it together into a quote unquote Ghostbusters three version and then transferred it onto videotape. <laughs> it was really, <laughs> really amusing. So I kind of, oh, I kind of want the Ghostbusters, the video game. As a just as a a, a Blu-ray run through, and then same thing for Into the Dead too. I want where's my where's my Into the Dead two Ghostbusters event cut that I can just watch <laughs> on a Blu-ray. 
<laughs> on VHS. Yeah, that's funny. Um, well, uh, yeah, so so stay tuned. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted if and when that game comes up that you can play it uh, again. But uh, so let's let's talk uh, Diamond Select here really quickly before we jump into voicemails and, and Ghostbusters 2020 talk. Uh, Diamond Select has teased us that they are working on more real Ghostbusters toys. And uh, uh-huh. and and Chris, on our, our CrossRip Twitter, you solicited ideas for what you thought those might be. And of course, uh in droves we received everybody's responses uh ranging from you know those that we like sandman and the boogeyman and and the 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 sort of a-list characters uh all the way down to uh the party troll and a couple of the the lesser known characters that's why i chimed in and i was like (laughs) what no jim vankman nobody wants a jim vankman uh figure but um yeah, yeah. I, it's it's very interesting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, especially with Diamond Select being able to to dive into the the ghost characters that we normally don't get to see a whole lot of. Uh, and uh, and again, but bringing yeah. up Mr. John Yurkeba, uh the Three Stooges was something that was coined, uh, which I thought was very funny. And in <laughs> fact, uh, call call the Ghostbusters. I think Pablo made that uh, the the really great Photoshop of the quote unquote three stooges you know uh Sand- sandman boogeyman <laughs> and uh oh shoot who was the third one say was it sam Hain? i think it was sam Hain. possibly yeah but uh so anyway so uh please i mean I-, I think diamond select they may want to hear your feedback uh chime chime in on their uh collect dst twitter account and let them know what you want to see or jump into the thread that we've got on the cross rip that i believe they are looped into so that you can see that and maybe they're listening i, I yeah. don't know I get the impression that the real Ghostbusters uh, series they did at the end of the last run did really well for them. Like I think, I think it surprised I think it them. Went, I think it surprised them. Yeah. I think it went real fast. Uh, and I noticed some people were talking about. I went looking and it was gone already, like day one. Yeah. And all that. So I suspect the, this them talking about making more is them going, oh well, we should make some more. Um, you know, but what what do we get? Uh, you know, do we get some real Ghostbusters civvy guys? Do we get uh, Lewis and Janine and some ghosts? Like, I don't know. Sky's yeah, the I f- limit. I feel like those are the no-brainers, especially Janine, because that's the one that I saw overwhelming. Like, I want punk rock Janine, uh, which I, yeah. obviously, yeah, you got to have punk rock Janine. Or even Janine in a jumpsuit uh, from the later episodes. But um, Yeah. Well, we got, we got yeah. that with the uh, the retro, the Mattel retro line. Uh, oh, that's true. Their Migo-esque yeah. ones. Speaking so of I kind of like Hain. I don't think yeah. I don't and they kind of did that with uh, the original Kenner line. I think she was all uh, kitted out to fight. I don't think we've had a uh, an office Janine. Yeah, um, in her in her season one cool. uh, garb. Yeah, that would be cool. But uh, so you can uh, yeah, picking depending on the outfit, uh, both heads. You can have hard mother, soft mother. <laughs> J- Who Janine, knows? Janine, you've changed. You no longer have pointy glasses because the kids are afraid of them. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, Hey, stay tuned. More, more great diamond select stuff is on the way. Hey, Troy. Hey, Chris. This is me, Barney. Uh, I listened to, uh, this week's uh, episode and you really had a thought provoking question there. Uh, should Bill Murray be in a leading role in this new movie? Uh, Honestly, I feel like he shouldn't be the star of the movie. He should be more like a supportive character. 
because the, the recent roles he's been having, like with the Wes Anderson movie, really like the star of those. He was more like a supporting player. And that's why we kind of need with this new movie with Bill. You know, he's, you know, established him like early on in the movie. You know, talked about what happened in the past. And then maybe saw him again, like towards the end. And he said, that I'm here if you need me sort of thing, but I won't be always be around sort of thing. Which would be good, because it's going to be established as we have these new kids now who are going to be the main stars, and we should focus on them. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to see the classic guys, but it's not about them anymore. They've gotten older, they can't do as much, and let's face it, we're a guy down. We're missing Egon, and it's not the same without Egon, so it's just best for all of us we just focus on the next generation, as it were. But yeah, you know, maybe, like, you know, Lincoln nod and say, oh, here's Mayor Peter Venkman, you know, let's go talk to him or something, and that'd be fun, you know, but other than that, we don't really need them as a star, you know? So that's my thoughts on your question, and uh, I love the episode. Keep them coming, and can't wait for the new movie coming out next year, and I wish I can go to Fan Fest, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm being able to go. So it would be fun to meet the RGB cast. Well, <laughs> like always, see you on the other side. Uh, hi there, Chris and Troy. This is Doug Scarborough Fisher from Massachusetts Ghostbusters. Uh, I just wanted to chime in on the the, the whole fan fest uh, issue. Um, for me personally, there was definitely some sticker shock, uh, and unfortunately, even at the lowest price point, that wound up putting it out of my price range. Uh, my big investment this year was. You know, is uh, constructing an actual Benefkin proton pack um, and just getting that all as good as it can be. And even with the payment plan, unfortunately, I can't justify getting out there. Um, it was a little disappointing that even the lowest tier was placed so high. Uh, I can totally see the justification for it. And hearing you guys talk about the points of, you know, who, who's going to be there and the sort of experience that this is likely to be, um, you know, I just, I just wish that I could go. Unfortunately, that's not going to be in the cards. Um, you know, hopefully, I'll get to, you know, see a whole bunch of Ghostbusters at uh, something like DragonCon, uh, you know, this year or next year, um, and you know, hope to meet you guys at some point there too. Uh, you know. Is it up to Wizard World and Sony and Ghost Core to lower the prices? Well, not necessarily. There's got to be a reason that they have them at that level. Um, you know, but it's just, it just put it way out of the range of some folks. And like you said, some folks are totally fine and some folks are going, ah, I'll have to tighten the belt a little bit, but, uh, but I can do at least, a, you know, some of the experience. Um, you know, I I hope that the FanFest goes really well. And, you know, I hope that in another five years or something, 
maybe they can do another one. If they do at that point, you know, I'll probably be able to go. I'll have a better idea of going, okay, this is likely to be uh, the levels that things will be, even if they wind up being a little bit more because it would be, you know, five years later. Um, you know, it's just... I hope that everybody that is able to go has a lot of fun. There's a couple of guys in my group that are actually going to be able to go. Um, and I'm very happy for them. At the same time, I'm going like, ah, oh, dang it, come on. Um, but I know that they're going to have a good time. Hi, Chris and Troy and all the ghost heads out there. This is Pablo from New York uh, calling in again in response to the uh, uh, latest episode of the podcast regarding the article from the AV Club and forgive me if I come off as blunt uh, again uh, I, I strongly disagree with some of the points that the article brought up in regards to Ghostbusters and it not being a franchise in a sense that I think the, the article was trying to say that it was for, it was a film that accidentally became a franchise which to be honest, that can be said about a lot of things that have gone down in, with franchises. I mean, Star Wars was sort of intended to be a franchise, but not really. You know, if it didn't go beyond the first film, then it was just one film alone. The same to be said for any other franchise that exists out there. And I think what disappoints me about the article is that it's trying to say that, oh, because it's a lightning in the bottle sort of phenomenon that happened that means that anything coming forth from that has to always uh, be in competition with the original ergo people are just going to be constantly anxious in regards to what will come next and the the problem I have with that personally is that in, when it comes to what Ghostbusters fans find anxious I've noticed that it's just that they, they want a really good story. A majority will be accepting of new material. Um, not immediately, perhaps. I know I wasn't immediately a fan of Extreme Ghostbusters or the SOS Ghostbusters, but when I give it time and go into it, I can say I enjoy it, but the fandom is a community and sometimes that can you know, when there's more than enough people expressing their ang anxiety, that's what's going to spread the anxiety that surrounds Ghostbusters. And I think that it, it's a special franchise compared to others is because, in a way, it's a parody of the blockbuster genre of the time it was made, it, you know, but it also embraced the the blockbuster genre. It's a weird paradox, but... You know, I think that's what makes it a special franchise, and, and sadly, the article doesn't see that. It just sees it as a one-off film that shouldn't have gotten any further than that, but it did because of whatever reasons, including greed and such, and now uh, complaining about fans. And I hope in the future, like you guys pointed out, psychologists and sociologists can explain the phenomena of the Internet and uh, open airwaves of expressing anxiety. <laughs> Good evening, I'm Troy Benjamin. And I'm Chris Stewart. And I'm Troy Benjamin, and this is Ghostbusters 2020. 
From the CrossRip studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life. This is Ghostbusters 2020 with Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. And I am Roger Grimsby. I'm not Roger Grimsby. <laughs> All right, Chris, uh, as, as we've promised, we're going to get into our uh, rapid-fire uh, rumor reporting here before we get into the meat of our Ghostbusters 2020 chat. Uh, r- luckily, there's only one rumor that we really have to kind of address and then and move along. Um, yeah. And, and unfortunately, I feel guilty because I, I perpetuated this one a little bit this morning uh, as we're recording this too, but... Uh, you know, er- Ernie Hudson, uh, a wonderful announcement that he's going to be guest uh, 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 starring on Arrow, uh, which actually is coming to a conclusion. So Ernie's jumping in here right before the series ends. Um, yeah. That was the meat of an article on Deadline. And then there was this throwaway line in the very last paragraph that said, Ernie is currently in three, count them, three television series and is m- most known for his role of Ernie, uh, uh, Ernie of Winston Zeddemore in the Ghostbusters series and will reprise his role in the upcoming Ghostbusters 3. To which I raised an eyebrow and I was like, hmm, wait a minute. Yeah, um, you and I had the same reaction. Yeah, so so I, I retweeted it uh, on the Crossrip Twitter account and I said, hey, just take this for, for what it is. I feel like it's PR speak, a, a manager or an agent or somebody maybe slipped or or they just don't have their facts right. But here it is, Deadline saying that, that uh, Ernie is signed up to play Winston. And of course, uh, two seconds later, the internet explodes with Ernie Hudson confirmed in Ghostbusters 2020 and... And then here we, we all of this has happened before and it will happen again. Yeah. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is, I think it was an error because deadline uh, then deleted the line of uh, that was in question from their article. Um, but it was too yeah. late. All of the, the clickbait articles had had been created. And so Ernie had to uh, take to Twitter once again to say, hey, everybody, I have not officially signed up for a Ghostbusters movie. I don't even know what this movie is about yet. Uh, if. I ever yeah. sign up, I will let you know. You'll be the first to know. Um, so, I, I, I mean, so the, the funny thing is, so here, here, I'll read you verbatim what the article said originally. Why? Uh, I, I mean, it. All right, all right. We don't even have to. I, I. That's the thing is, this is just sort of like rumor. Here it is, rumor control. Uh, now, I mean, granted, come on, Ernie's going to be in this movie, right? We, th- everybody listening to this, we all know Ernie in some way, shape or form is going to be in this movie. He's got to be, uh, yeah. but the timing he- is not correct. And, and the official announcement and the paperwork hasn't been done. And yeah. And I, I'd, I'd put forward the, when, when Jason Reitman said they're going to unfold details about the movie, uh, you know, slowly over time, you know, in a really calculated and how do they describe it? Like it's going to be like a present that you unwrap slowly or something. A I present think you unwrap his, slowly. His metaphor. For some yeah. reason I was trying to yeah. find the, the, the flower metaphor and that's not it. But anyways, um, to, at the end of the day, that's, that's not to say that, um, you know, Jason has spoke to him and said, you know, nothing, you know, we'll be talking to you soon to nail it all down, but I have a part for you. Don't tell anybody. You know, because yeah, again, yeah. people pointed out we're only three or four months away from filming. Somebody should talk to him pretty soon. So it's not impossible that they've had the really because he has talked to him, and you know, maybe Reitman said, right. 
yeah, there's, there's a thing coming. You have a spot. We'll get into it soon. But for now, just talk like you're not, which is the truth. Like yeah. <laughs> nobody has signed you up for nothing. Please do that. Which is the nice balance between leaving them out in the cold while still controlling when it gets announced. And trust me, it's not going to be through deadline announcing his, his role on a CW show, right? Like, yeah, that, that's what was kind of suspect is that that seems like it would be part of a bigger announcement, uh, to come later. And, and again, you know, that sounds like a Ghostbusters fan fest announcement is what that sounds like. That you, and I guarantee you that they want to make a big deal out of that when it happens. Um, now the funny thing is, yeah, if it gets out there, uh, well then what, what do you do? You can't keep saying like, well, just kidding. I'm not signed up for it, but, um, you know, I'm sure he's still, he's still working on the contract negotiations. If he is going to be in the movie, it's probably a whole delicate situation and the internet and the news cycle just moves too fast. So uh, I have some questions though, Mr. Production man. Arrow shoots over the summer here in, in Vancouver. So if that's when Ghostbusters 3 is shooting, uh, well, also maybe. It's also possible that he's already filmed his guest spot too. That's Sometimes true. they'll announce guest stars when they've already done the filming for whatever it might be. Um, Shoot, it could be a secret or it could just be a small weekendy thing. Like he's only shooting for like a week over the summer. So there is. Yeah. I mean, I, I do remember like when he showed up in Angie Tribeca um, and it was, it was going to be an, an awesome thing. And, and he's, he probably shot like a day or, or two days, <laughs> you know, and, and they spread it across a couple of episodes. So, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, at any rate, I, I, again, we love Ernie. We want Ernie in this movie. Obviously this is all just us, uh, very anxiously awaiting Ernie's announcement of being in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course we jump on it and, and that's, that's what that is, but no, Ernie is not officially signed on and we'll come back to that when he is, but I do want to get into the two big discussion topics because we do have what we can consider official casting news that we need to talk about. Yeah, ish, ish. I, I mean, that's that's the other thing too is we have to put that that uh, asterisk at the end that they're in talks. They haven't say are confirmed, announced, uh, and uh, so could all fall apart. Could all fall apart. Uh, but I mean, given that it came from uh, the 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 reputable sources, places like Variety and Entertainment Weekly, there was a nice uh, Anthony Bresnikin article, which of course. When it comes from Anthony Bresnikin, you know that it is like officially stamped and vetted and uh, that he's, he's one of those nerd journalists who does his homework. If you've again, followed all of his star Wars coverage, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty concrete when it comes from that guy. So, so it's a, it's a 90 to 95%, 90 to 95%. And, and again, based upon they had sources, sources that have told them things about the plot and like, Okay, now now it feels like this is more concrete. This is more than just exclusive Ghostbusters films on May thirteenth. Yeah, crickets. Wait, what? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> um, so uh, so Finn Wolfhard of of Stranger Things fame and Carrie Coon of uh, Leftovers and Fargo and Gone Girl uh, fame um, have been uh, announced as being in talks, not confirmed, not uh, locked up, contracted. Again, going back to what we talked about with Ernie. Um, but it's, it's probably pretty safe to assume that they're just in the process of being, uh, papered and ready to go on this. Um, so these are the two people that we know, uh, well, we don't know. We are to assume will appear in Ghostbusters 2020. 
Um, but the wonderful thing that came out of this is now we're starting to get glimpses of what this movie will be, namely that uh, this movie will focus on a single mother and her family and Carrie Coon being that single mother and Finn Wolfhard being her son. And they have, and this is from the Anthony Bresnikan uh, release, mysterious ties to the original film, which will be revealed uh, when when they yeah. see fit. Uh, you want to do some speculating? Do you want to? Uh, you want to dive I into do. that? Or and um, <clears throat> at the same time, boy, I'm really run down today too. So uh, <laughs> I'll do what well, I can. Well, let's let, maybe before we speculate, let's talk about the Stranger Things aspect of it because I know that that was. I was fixated upon the single mother uh, aspect of things, and I figured, oh my God, single mother. Uh, there's going to be some heartbreak here some way, somehow, uh, either, you know, uh, her, her father is somebody key or her husband is somebody who is key. So that's immediately what I latched onto, uh, the internet being the internet, uh, latched onto Finn Wolfhard, stranger things. Oh my God. That's so obvious. I can't believe it. And how can what needs, yeah, what, what, uh, this is the one I've had to point out to people a lot because they're like, uh, how obvious and it's like if it makes you feel any better reitman himself said that he tried to avoid uh casting finn like not actively screw you finn but he was just kind of like he had the same reaction he's like eh you know stranger things and then the audition was too good and that's the trick sometimes you just go uh and this is the thing people forget they're like oh the guy from stranger things i was like that's kind of undermining a kid who's done a lot of really heavy lifting acting in some really big movies over the yeah. last five years, right? So it kind of, I don't like that they're, sh- you know, trying to cut him off at the knees when Jason Reitman said, I think you can play something else. And yes, it'll kind of, there'll be a little bit of, oh, Stranger Things, but you can play a new character that people will buy into and by the end of the movie be fine with. Yeah, and, and look at how he how he was Richie in It, who is a very, a very similar but also very different character character at the same time so it's he's an actor he has range and and sometimes it is the best person for the best role um so what if he happens to also be from stranger things stranger things owes a lot to ghostbusters to be completely honest well uh plus it's telling that they announced the two of them together as a mother and son because that means of all the auditions and auditions together they went this too makes the most believable yeah uh mother and son uh combo so, um, well, and I, I mean, also, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not like people are going, oh, it's what's her name from the Avengers or what's her name from Fargo. It's like, that's not fair. You, you give her the benefit of the doubt that she can like, uh, uh, you know, can, can act up a new character that you're fine with, but yeah. just because you guys binge watch stranger things and stranger things too, you're kind of like, Bleh. her character is just going to be Bleh. Proxima midnight. Uh, and <laughs> She will be the harbinger of Thanos and so Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, Speculation-wise, what's your spec? I got you and I traded some back. So yeah, yeah. Well, so so I guess let's let's start with the, again. EW was kind of key in this by saying that early speculation. Uh, again, speaking of speculation, but there were rumors that the movie was going to feature a team of kids. Um, and that's inaccurate. Sources tell EW the movie is more about a family with the mom as the lead figure. So I think that's also why Carrie Coon was announced here is that she's sort yes. of our 
our new protagonist, which um, I think is great. So for everybody out there that said, no, it's a team of kids, that's dumb, and we said, we don't know anything, let's wait and see. Uh, now that we've wait and see, uh, yeah. do you understand what we're talking about? And B, if you then switch to, oh, it's the kid from Stranger Things, I need you to slap yourself. I cannot reach <laughs> you from here. But just, you know, lean back, give yourself a good slap, because... Again, you caught exactly what you were complaining about. It's like it's not a team of Ghostbuster kids. Yeah. Just uh, <coughs> and and have have fun with it because that that again that's immediately where my mind started to wander to. With these details, I was thinking, and again, I, I saw a lot of people on our, our social media uh, feeds who were thinking very similar thoughts. Uh, this is now sort of a a Ripley and Newt situation. Perhaps uh, this this lead protagonist character is going to be very protective of her family, and here yeah. there might be some sort of a threat, and that's what draws her into this world of Ghostbusters. Um, I immediately well, like that. That's different. Yeah. It's something that I haven't seen in a Ghostbusters film before. So tie back to the original movie, not the original movies, <clears throat> not Ghostbusters two. Right. There's yeah. some link to the first movie. Does that mean there's some sort of Going back to Into the Dead 2, no spoilers, but, and actually Ghostbusters is a video game, is there some sort of Ivo Shandor thing going on? Oh, um, yeah, interesting. Uh, but at the same time, or is it a link to the characters? And I think that's where a lot of people immediately went to, because again, Richie, uh, Finn with his curly dark hair and glasses on, you know, that's, you know, a pretty good Egon grandson. Uh, um, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, you and I threw some photos around uh, of Ms. Coon and again glasses and not glasses, and there's definitely a good, uh, an easy Janine or Dana or Egon vibe oh, coming a, off of there. Hundred percent. And people have done some side by sides of of Carrie with uh, Harold Ramis, and you you see resemblance there that there might be some shared. DNA and that I mean that's that's kind of what I was thinking is like okay so Carrie is uh, r- roughly my age you know in in yeah. her 30s at some point so that means that uh in 84 let's say that all of the events of the movie take place the movies take place in the years that they were uh released so original film 84 5 years later uh Ghostbusters 2 89 so, um, you know, it, it, when we last saw the Ghostbusters characters, this character was probably eight or nine years old ish, um, yeah. so, had probably been born in early eighties before the events in the first movie. Um, Maybe, yeah. so that's, that was my speculation to you. I was like, oh man, if she is the daughter of, of, uh, Egon or Peter, this actually is one of those cool things that makes you look at the movies in a totally different way when you go back and watch the first two is that Egon yeah. had a secret or Peter had a secret. They had a daughter, um, an estranged daughter, no less, that they didn't tell the other guys about. Um, that would be yeah. really cool, a very interesting character dynamic. I lean towards Egon. When you and I were talking, I was leaning towards Egon for one, well, two very specific reasons. One we talked before the movie has to deal with Egon and why there's no Egon. Right. Yeah. If it's Egon's daughter, ah, boy, even before we bring in uncle, you know, mad uncle Ray, uh, you know, bere- bereaved, uh, you know, uh, withdrawn, uh, mad uncle Ray. Yeah. That's kind of heavy that he's got a family that he's no longer there for. So yeah. Yeah. Um, two, I, s- I <sighs> see the thing was, is that 
in having to this is again where Ghostbusters comes in with its its weird synchronicity shooting a bunch of uh, Egon and Janine shipping in the first movie and then having to dump it and then letting that opens the door to the second movie where she switches to Lewis Tully it kind of makes it so that um, it makes more sense that a distant Egon you know, had a light. It's always the quiet ones, right? Like right. that right. and the chicks, uh, chicks dig my, uh, my big, uh, epididymis, <laughs> the, the right? Epididymis. Yeah. So, um, Google it kids. Um, EPI. Uh, anyways, he, <laughs> it's, it's jarring to do a movie and go, and it's ta-da, pink penguins kid. And we all go, yeah, but what about uh, all this was going on in the background when Dana in two movies and Oscar in one of them, like what? Whereas an Egon one, where he he didn't have anything, right? Like he just he was there. He did his cool Egon thing. But if you went back and said Egon had stuff going on, because that's the other thing too. Ghostbusters too. Uh, Ray's like, oh, I don't know. I'll go sell books because I'm an occult guy. Vankman just does his Vankman thing. Egon was like, yeah, no. Of all of us, I'm the guy who can go back to the university. Like I've got a life. Yeah. I deal with undergrads. I deal with TAs. You know what I mean? Like I have faculty I interact with. So it's and. God bless her. Uh, he was kind of cool on Janine, right? Like, not in a mean way, because, of course, they have that nice little hug at the end where he's like, yeah, I'm alive. Thanks for the hug. Um, uh, and a bit of a smile sort of thing. But it's not impossible. It, it seems less jarring to go, Egon had a life. And, again, holy crap, what a reveal in the movie where we're like, we got to talk, you know, it's it, they're uh, letting loose bits and pieces about what happened to Egon. And then it, they have to reveal this, you know, Egon had a family thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Holy crap! Janine like, is, da, da, da. is saying that that's very fascinating to me. And then in something that happened off camera, she learns that hey, Egon doesn't want to get yeah. emotionally involved with oh, anyone because he's what got amazing, this- what amazing character stuff that you know they're like. Did you know? No, I didn't know. And they, you know, Janine, did you know? And she's like, yeah, I knew. Yeah, because again, beautiful. It 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 doesn't cut the relationship of Egon and Janine. It doesn't cut the ship. It changes it to. A friendship? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Aunt Janine is carrying this secret around, you know, for the last 30 years or well, more. And, and, I mean, the other thing, too, that I... I'm going to cry again, Troy! I know, I know. And, well, and, and, and what I also started reading into was, and again, because it's just still fresh in my brain, is is Violet Raymond Steele's Ghostbusters Daughter book. You know, here uh-huh. here is somebody that we thought we knew, but we don't know. Here is what their yeah. private life was. Um, yeah. And... here's the funny part we never talked about it Egon in Ghostbusters 2 has a couple of Harold Ramis in Ghostbusters daughter moments like the whole let's see what happens when we take the puppy away (laughs) no Egon no or his whole thing was like yeah we've been slowly torturing this couple (laughs) for the last three hours in this room turning up the temperature it's like you're a little unethical in a few ways there Yeah, yeah. of course you're the perfect guy to go I have no problem building a nuclear powered uh, backpack that's unlicensed. Let's go for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I love, I love what this, I love what this does to the past, and I love what this does for the future because you can yes. see why, if if that happens to be the case, and and if it's not, if Carrie doesn't end up being the daughter of Egon, if she's the daughter of Peter, it also makes a whole lot of sense too. Yeah, in in in, in the sense work. that like. You know why? Why don't we hear from Grandpa anymore? Grandpa's dangerous. We don't. We don't talk to him anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. It, there's there's that dynamic there that. Uh, oh God, am I really going to say this? It's the hero's journey. There's going to be this reluctance 
of of either Carrie <laughs> or of her uh, of her son, who is the grandson of ex Ghostbuster. Yeah. Like, don't get involved. D- didn't your mama tell you never get involved with a Ghostbuster? And now move on. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is stop idolizing be, them. Yeah, yeah all yeah. this. Um, um, this is why I, again I think I like the Egon thing because the argument is he's like why they're cool and she's like my dad's dead because he was a Ghostbuster <laughs> and no like you 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 giggle but we've seen that in movies a lot where there's yeah. this why mom why mom why mom and mom has yeah. to tear I, her heart I had open to and go with a this is why loss. yeah I mean it sounds cliche but it ends up working so well all it's the a time. really good one yeah and again I think the heart the engine of this movie is going to a good chunk of it's going to have to character wise is going to have to be around where's Econ and what happened and how is everybody reacting to it? Yeah, that's interesting. I so, like that. that yeah. That's my speculation. And, and it also makes sense. Uh, you know, again, I'm going to cry again, Troy. Don't, don't do it. Save it, save it. Hold, hold. Um, it makes sense going back to the teaser. That was the other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about um, based upon right. this news and the teaser. Um, does that also now kind of shed a light on who is in that barn working on a proton pack? We kind of thought maybe it was like Ray trying to get the gear to work again or, uh, you know, something to that effect. But what if this is now, um, uh, Carrie's character who has been storing all of dad's old crap in the barn and now she yeah. needs it and she doesn't know how to use it or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, or, Vice versa, it is against her wishes. It's her son or her her son and daughter because we know that they were looking for siblings. Yeah, it's her kids going into the barn and messing with the stuff that they're not supposed to be touching. Um, Especially if if one kid, uh, despite his uh, his lineage, is a bit more Ray esque, which is one of the ones they outlined. Right, like one of the conspiracy. Right occulty kind of guys and his sister is that um the 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 smart one she's the more egon one here do do this push this um do that i i yeah this is funny because it recycles some of the stuff we talked about uh with answer the call which is you know a smart kid with an internet access can go dig up a certain you know professor of theoretical physics is uh published papers that the world doesn't give a crap. They're just sitting on the internet, but she's read them and goes, "Uh uh-huh. I think I know. I see how this works. Uh Off we go. Um, yeah, I, I, I like, I, I mean, needless to say, I like the direction that this movie is heading in. Uh, just based upon uh, all all of the factors that are playing into it, and maybe we can get into the screen yeah. rant thing, just because I know Michael Tanaka is listening. Like there was a, <laughs> a positive article. Uh, there are so many reasons to be excited about this movie, and I feel like when this casting announcement was made, it really it boosted my excitement level because I like the possibilities, I like the directions yeah. that this can be taking, um, and and in the sense that you know there there are so many different things too that they could be thematically dealing with here, you know, um, uh, which, uh, God, why do I keep going back to star Wars? But I'm sorry, everybody, you heard it last week, but in the force <laughs> awakens and, uh, the last Jedi, there is this sense of like, let the past die. This is, we need to move forward in order to, uh, continue on with our lives. Yeah. There may be a sense of, you know, uh, yes, uh, grandpa or, um, your, your stepdad or whoever it ends up being 
was a hero back in the eighties, but that was the eighties. We need to move yeah. on. Don't, don't get caught up in that. This is a different world that we live in. Um, remember the first movie they wandered through a hotel talking on walkie talkies. Nobody talks on walkie talkies anymore, yeah. right? Like it's, or they do, but the whole thing is entirely different. Um, I mean, a franchise is kind of run like companies, right? Like, a company where the guy who set it up and ran it stays there till the very last second and doesn't plan for his leaving kind of falls apart, right? Like you, the ones that carry on, like the, the companies that have carried on for years is the the fathers who have groomed the sons or the CEOs yeah. that have groomed their successor, knowing that I'm going to go and things are going to change and you're the one who's going to step up and take care of all this. And that's kind of where I feel we're going with this. It's not that we, it's not that we're disrespecting the original guys. It's we want to see them again, and we, you know, we want to wave hello. But you know, we kind of got to set up yeah. where it goes now. It, oh. Except for all the people who are out there going, let, let her die. It's like, well, selfish you. Shush. Oh my like, god! I, you you saying that just Carrie Coon is a a, a surrogate for uh, Jason Reitman. What, yeah. if, what if this is, is Jason is embodied by this character. I don't want anything to do with dad stuff. I, I, th- that's dad's thing. Dad has always been the protected. Like this is dad's business. I'm doing my own thing. I, I don't want to touch it. Okay. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually, it's a really good thing to tap into. Plus I'm really looking forward to the, the, the town curmudgeon, uh, Igor Rittman, who she, <laughs> she ambushes constantly and hugs him as hard as, as hard as she, she can. Don't hug Ivan. Please don't hug Ivan. I didn't say Ivan. I said Igor. Come on, <laughs> Troy. I'm, Every, I'm explicitly telling should. our listeners, like, don't in, respect personal space of these people. <laughs> it's um, the consent era. Ask yes, Ivan first. Please ask. He'll say no. Yeah. Uh, he'd rather have a handshake. Thank you very I much. I think he'd be just as uncomfortable if hundreds of people walked up with their arms open going, can I give you a hug? And he had to keep saying no. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah. So I I mean, I guess here's here's kind of what I'm hoping for this. And maybe this can be the, the button here on, on this uh, particular news. And again, to name drop Mr. John Yerkeba for the 15th time in this episode. John, we love you. Um, I kind of hope that we don't in know anything. <laughs> Easy. Uh, I kind of hope that we don't know anything about Carrie's character until we're in the seats watching the movie. Like absolutely John, John had this wonderful idea that he, uh, he, he sees Carrie as the reluctant character, um, who doesn't want to get involved, doesn't want to be a part of it. And then something happens to her kids and she's like, Oh damn it. All right, I'll get in. And she goes and she grabs a flight suit and she zips up the flight suit. And we see that it says Spangler on it. And that's when you know that, Oh, Oh yeah. my God, that's, that's the big reveal. And you want to have that emotional, I just got chills saying that right now. Thanks, John. <laughs> what a I cinematic that, yeah. moment. The speculation I'm curious about then is, is this timing wise? Cause you and I tried to do the, the brain bending math about, a, you know, a 35 year old, uh, single mother, especially if she's, you know, born in and around the first movie, uh, it kind of sets this movie prior to the current era, meaning potentially there's room for this story to be told prior to the modern era and sets the kids up to grow up and, you know, join the team. Cause if mom put on the suit and went, oh, sometimes you just got, you know, <laughs> who are you going to call? You know, what's, what's the line? Um, uh, <clears throat> shit happens. 
Someone has to and deal with it. Someone has yeah. to deal with it. And who are you going to call? Um, so when she kind of hits that point, it kind of, after years of, we don't talk about your granddad, we don't talk about the Ghostbusters, stop eyeline the Ghostbusters, there's room for, okay, just let Uncle, you know, Winston <laughs> walk you through it, please. <laughs> like, And yeah. then by the time, you know, uh, you know, they can do one two years later and instead they say, you know, 10 years later <clears throat> and all of a sudden we have a 23 year old, you know, a team of 23 to 25 year olds running around fighting ghosts. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it makes a speculation. Whole well, and, and I love the fact that, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the older, the 30 year old character may realize she can't do this on her own. So yeah. she calls her friend, uh, whoever it may be. Uh, that's, that's where you're, I'm still holding out hope that Bill Hader shows up in this movie. You know, that's where Bill <laughs> Hader, her buddy from down the street, shows up and becomes a Ghostbuster. Like that, there, again, there's so many great possibilities for this that I, I love it. Um, Dear Jason Reitman, for the Blu-ray extras, if you want to put in some outtakes where she calls all her friends for help, and those friends include Ben Stiller and uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler, you know I mean? Adam Sandler, and they oh, all go, God, Seth no. Rogen. <laughs> that's a wonderful I, I i feel like that might be a little too meta but i would it's I, a little just too meta little bit hide it on the blu-ray like, we don't want to spoil your movie yeah. by hiding that in the credits or anything but uh. um speaking <clears throat> i mean uh, a small tangent here the one thing i did see on social media that really tickled me um and I, I forgive me this is off the cuffs and i can't remember who it was but somebody said i love a good montage there better be a good montage in this new movie and uh I feel like that spoke to my soul because I always said that my biggest complaint about answer the call was there wasn't a montage of their success. But, uh, (laughs) anyway, so, um, so yeah, very, very exciting news. I'm, I'm pumped about this. I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, Michael Tanaka challenged us to find a positive article to dissect for 45 minutes in an episode. And, uh, I thought that we had it. There was a screen rant article that came out and it said five reasons that I'm pumped for the new (laughs) Ghostbusters movie from Jason Reitman. Uh, and then I dug into it, and then I realized that I I, I got caught, I got trapped. Uh, yeah, because so, it was four reasons why I'm excited, six why I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Here's the pessimist <clears throat> in me that's going to overwhelmingly take over the article. But I think the good news is we yeah. hit all of the points that were we excitement uh, in this last this time discussion. in answering the the previous uh, I don't knows. All those points turned into his uh, uh, four points that he was you know got him excited about it. Yeah. So so, uh, so sorry, so, Michael. Good on that author, uh, and also I was—we were going to give Screen Rant a Screen Rant a little more of a, a spotlight here, and then I realized that they perpetuated the Ernie rumor, and I was like, nah, <laughs> no, whatever, uh, it's Screen Rant. But um, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, reasons to be excited. Uh, we we want to hear your responses to this. Uh, we were able to finally play a few voicemails this week. Uh, please hit up our voicemail. Uh, some of you have reached out to us on Instagram and sent us uh, voice notes through there or Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we'll certainly take those too. What are you thinking about uh, the casting of Finn Wolfhard and Carrie Coon? What uh, spe- speculation, excitement level, disappointment level, whatever you're feeling, we want to hear from you guys. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? 
If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Mr. Stewart, you are uh, you are a, a true champion. Uh, you you have uh, yeah, you've plowed through this episode. People people don't know. I mean, we do talk about how we're sick quite often on this particular show. Uh, this this one I know has been uh, rough for you, so I appreciate you uh, putting your head down and plowing through it. Um, yeah, I didn't want to miss this one. I apologize, everybody. It's a it's a dad thing. Uh, no matter how much you you know tell a child. Wash your hands. Uh, cough into your elbow. Uh, it's inevitable. Peak flu season right now. Yeah. Three in the morning, somebody's going to crawl into bed and cough right in your face. And uh, yeah, can't uh, avoid I, it. I took care of uh, mom and the little guy for a few days, and then I started to falter too. Uh, I am full of vodka and over-the-counter <laughs> cough and cold medications. <laughs> so that explains why he was singing Kumbaya about the uh, 30 mi- 30th so, minute mark. So call in. Yeah, I only died nearly once. Uh, call in to our line if you want to donate your kidney to me because I, I, I may have <laughs> killed one or two uh, of them yeah, or my yeah. liver. Um, yeah. No, it's it's fine. Uh, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, cause I mean, and it's, it's, it's crazy because I was the the whole week because uh, last week we didn't get to talk about the Finn and Carrie news because it it happened as usually does uh, the day after we recorded. So I inserted yeah. that little bit into the episode just to be timely. Uh, and then how I'm does like, it oh. feel? Yes, have some <laughs> recording just before the news drops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how does it feel that. to be us? Um, but. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was like I'm so excited to talk to Chris about this. And then when I heard you were sick, I was like, Oh no, poor guy. Uh, this is gonna be tough. But you, you did it, man. So uh, I don't want to put you. Do you want to? Do you have final thoughts? I'm gonna or? cry, Troy, for an entirely different medical reason. Do I have any? Sorry, I can't control my emotions right now. <laughs> I can't now. control my emotions. Uh, no, um, I, do you have a final thought, or do you? Uh, I do. It's a simple one. It's a shout out to my buddy Taylor because uh, I should have mentioned it last week because when we were talking about the Calgary. Uh, shooting I uh, and I don't know how I made this mistake uh, I referenced the early Brad Pitt film set around World War One that was shot in Montana right two hours from Alberta inst- which was uh, the river runs through it instead of the one the Brad Pitt early in his career uh, set around World War One, shot in and around Calgary, which was uh, Legends of the Fall. Uh, and I actually have Common friends mistake. that. Uh, yes. Oh God. Uh, it's the same same thing. It's practically the same movie. As a matter of fact, watch them back to back. Whole other experience. So one is Taylor, about fly fishing quite a bit. That's the only yes. thing I can differentiate between the two. Yeah. I think I mentioned uh, Taylor in the episode because he actually was an extra in Kurosawa's uh, Ram. Oh really? Which was shot around Calgary. Oh cool. Yeah, because uh, Kurosawa, being Kurosawa, went uh, pre pre computers went. I need a giant, you know, shogunate uh, army of thousands, and so they pumped out th- like Canada and particularly Calgary. Uh, the costume shops, uh, both professional and Halloween, just swimming in rubber samurai armor. Like just, they made so many. Canada is flooded. Like. <laughs> 
if you find a, let's put it this way: if you find like a like a a Japanese uh, a, a shogun like warrior kind of medieval armor and it's rubber, I guarantee you, no matter where you found it in the world, it probably it was probably made in in uh, in Calgary, Alberta. But uh, I mentioned at the time he was in it. Another friend of mine, Keith, uh, was in Legends of the Fall, and I think a couple of people. Other people caught it and popped up uh, that they were uh, in Legends of the Fall too. They they had some photos on set. Uh, they dug. That's the thing about Calgary and uh, outside of Calgary with all those uh, fields. Very easy to dig up. Uh, you know, a large chunk of uh, France and the trench uh, lines there, sort of thing, um, and shoot in and around them. So, sorry, Taylor. Thanks for setting me straight. <laughs> yeah, and and I have a feeling uh, the good news is the Calgary Ghostbusters have been very very excited about the filming news. Uh, so oh, I have yes. a feeling we'll be getting some sweet uh, updates from them, uh, and and hopefully they'll be able to pop in uh, to the background or uh, be in a shot or two at least uh, during filming. So uh, get, get ready, guys, because it's, it's coming your way. Um, all right. Well, all right. My, <laughs> it's The light is fading, and it's I'm growing cold here. Um, <laughs> Your batteries are dying, yeah. My batteries are dying. Uh, uh, my battery's low, and it is getting dark. Yes, Mr. Stewart, dark. Uh, please, please go get some rest. And uh, everybody out there, uh, yeah, peak flu season, uh, cover your hearts uh, because <laughs> Because it's coming for you. Oof. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Stay, stay healthy, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh, oh, oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're 